Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. If someone were to stumble into you while holding a full mug, what would come out? For Nehemiah, what spilled out? We'll find out on this episode of Inverse. Hey, it's Justin from Inverse, and we've got a whole series of topics prepared just for you, pertinent for young adults. And we want you to get even more involved in our Bible study. So we prepared a Bible study guide called the Inverse Bible Study Guide. And you can access it by going to inversebible.org. From there, you can see all of our topics and study guides and materials and blogs and whatnot. Study the Bible and join our conversation here on Inverse. Welcome to this episode of Inverse. We are in the middle of the topic of learning about leadership in the book of Nehemiah. We are in week five, and we're looking at different aspects on leadership, and specifically in chapters four, five, and six of Nehemiah, we're looking at friction and opposition and just a lot of of, of tense tension and tense moments. And that is a part of spiritual development, unfortunately, and it's part of growing up, and it's a part of 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 nehemiah's uh, narrative so let's have a word of prayer and callie can you pray for us before we read chapter four yes let's pray father in heaven we thank you for your love for us and we thank you for giving us um, insight into your word now as we study i pray that um, we would apply these things to our hearts and minds and that you would draw us closer to you through this experience we ask this in jesus name amen 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 Amen. Sebastian, can you read chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, please? Yes, sir. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? stones that are burned. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said, whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Sebastian. And Jonathan, so if someone is watching this episode for the first time and they were not uh, with us for episodes Mm -hmm. one through four, uh, give us a little bit of a jump start here. So in Nehemiah chapter one, Nehemiah realizes that Jerusalem is in ruins Mm -hmm. and something needs to be done about it. Mm -hmm. So he says, hey... Um, I'm going to pray about this. And, he, and God makes it very clear to him, gives him a, a purpose and strength, uh, and, and gives him also an opportunity to share this with his king. Mm-hmm. And the king says, hey, go. And uh, Nehemiah petitions for materials and help. And so Nehemiah goes out to Jerusalem. He investigates it by night, makes sure that he understands the problems. And then he encourages or shares his testimony of how God has helped him to come to this point with the people in Jerusalem and says, hey, they then react and say, hey, let's build this wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a second narrative, we see what's going on around Jerusalem mm-hmm. with the people that uh, are kind of looking at this, people who have 
maybe certain ideas about what they want to do in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so amongst them are uh, Sen Ballot and some other dudes. Mm-hmm. And so they're like... <laughs> dudes. <laughs> dudes. And so they... Uh, and Geshem. Yes. That's, those were I couldn't remember the, the names, but... The dude category. That's right. Yes. Oh, oh, anyway, <laughs> so what we see here, though, is very interesting because it's almost like the tension is increasing. It starts yes. uh, in, you yes. know, uh, in the previous that. chapters with just, oh, they're being disturbed. Like, what is this dude... <laughs> what is this guy, guy doing? That? That's just coming out. What is this guy doing here? You know, why is he, why is he here? What does he want with Jerusalem? We don't like what he's doing. And then the, the, the intention increases more in chapter 3, and there's, they're starting to mock. Mm. They're starting to laugh. But they're still thinking, you know, okay, maybe he wants to do something, uh, but, you know, this is not going to work out. Yes. But now they're building, and so they're getting angrier. Yes. Furious, it says. Well, verse 1, it says he was furious and very indignant. We're yes. seeing this apex of cli- uh, a climax of emotion going yeah. on here. Kelly, why, why are there enemies? Why are there people who are against god's work not just in this story but just like in life in general like i mean we're working for god can't just stuff be just easy and coast <laughs> along why are there bad things happening? because the devil is the devil mm. um i think you know i've in all the different um, mentions of sanbalat next to it in my bible i just have but why but mm-hmm. why though but mm-hmm. why <laughs> like why are you so mad because we don't really get it's like oh and sanbalat was really upset with nehemiah because like yeah he was helping the jews but like why does that make you so upset mm-hmm. and and again, it's just the devil is the devil. The devil's against everything that God is for. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, it just also reminds me, you know, especially if I were Nehemiah in this case, like I would just have very um, not kind thoughts towards Sanballat mm-hmm. and all them. And <laughs> it's a good reminder that, you know, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the devil uses people, absolutely, <laughs> but they are not the devil and um, but they're they are actuated by a demonic spirit mm-hmm. like there's no there's no godly reason for them to mock the Jews and to be mad for them to be benefit like that doesn't make any kind of sense mm-hmm. in God's kingdom and so I mean in the same way even if we're not building walls we are we are used by God to build up his kingdom and to be his hands and feet in the world the devil's like I don't like that therefore I will mock you. I will have people be mad at you at your success. And, you know, sometimes it's mass, there's other things, and sometimes it's, you know, mixed with other stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the great controversy is at every part of, of life. Mm-hmm. And we will have that until the end of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so interesting how their, their attacks on the Jews are talking about how feeble and insignificant they are, but you're actually taking the effort to criticize these yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So it's like if, it's almost like when you think of famous people who like argue with people on social media like oh if I criticized your movie or your basketball game or whatever and then it's like you're really going to respond to this nobody mm-hmm. so it's like oh what are these feeble Jews doing? well if they're so feeble why, why are you taking why do you right. care like yeah. why are you and that lets you know that there's a greater spiritual significance to what's going on. Especially, I really appreciate that point. There's a cyberbullying is so common these days, and you see so many v- criticisms happening on social media. Yep. And it's a big issue. It's not just someone Absolutely. saying, "Hey, hide your glasses." It's it gets to the core of, of who you are. And your, I mean, your glasses. Both of you are <laughs> are are <laughs> Weaves. Okay, um, anyway, so is, <laughs> I put, second the motion. What is the, what's the, the the spiritual underlying principle behind cyberbullying? Is what I would say the spiritual principle in terms of what motivates the individuals mm-hmm. to bully. Mm-hmm. I think it's and it's how re- to survive that. Well, I think on the on the attacker side, a lot of times we are empowered by the weakness of others. Mm-hmm. The world operates on a principle that in order for 
someone to be on top, others have to be beneath, right? I have to crush you in order to gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think on the, on the spiritual side, in terms of recovery, it's really grounded in two things, which is our identity in Christ, who we are in God. Yes. Jesus knew who he was, despite the mockery, despite the criticism. And on top of that, understanding the mission and the significance of your work. Mm-hmm. Like one day, the desire of ages is going to come to this city. Mm-hmm. He's going to come to this temple. And the significance of what you're doing as it relates to the broader missions and visions of eternity, things that were ordained in eternity past, is what you're fulfilling. So this isn't some Christian religion lingo. This is actually knowing who your creator is Mm -hmm. allows you to know who you are as his creation and know where your value comes from. Mm -hmm. And that's the secret to security. Absolutely. Bullies bully because they themselves are insecure on some level. So like like you said, why do you have to say that you're so feeble? Mm -hmm. If they're so feeble, they're they're feeble. Feeble. So what not? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. hey, I am grounded in where who, who my creator is and how he created me. Yes. So whatever you say, it's just mm-hmm. like water off your, your is right. that the water off your back. back? Back of a duck? Back you of know, a duck's back. Duck. The insecurity yes. that comes out, <laughs> I think, also has to do with the fact that uh, bullies, or even in this case, Sambalat and, and his dudes, uh, were... <laughs> They really were fixated on yeah. the today. <laughs> they were realizing it's Hebrew for uh, <laughs> <bad guys. laughs> They were realizing maybe they wouldn't voice that, but they're realizing that the people of Israel are special. They know maybe the stories from back in the times. I mean, they're like saying, "Will they oh, offer sacrifices?" You know, under threat. Yes, they just, remember. I mean, mm. everyone knows what happened in the past to the kings of Ammon. Yes, right. So, so yeah. they might be mocking it, but they are also maybe insecure and scared of what could be. Mm-hmm. They might not say, I'm scared, but they, you know, they show it through making fun of it. Mm-hmm. So I, It's very interesting that what you are made fun of mm-hmm. and to what you react to mm-hmm. often indicates of which your identity is based in. Yes? Mm-hmm. yes? Yeah. So, you know, as a male, as an Asian male, if someone makes fun of my, my maleness, mm-hmm. I'm really not concerned because I'm, I am 100% secure. <laughs> secure that I'm a male. Or if right. they're making fun of my Asianness, I'm, I'm like very secure of, of my, I, I am, you know, the way that my eyes are at, and, you know, I, I'm an Asian. But if someone were to criticize, you know, whatever I'm insecure in, yes. it's, it, it buckles my, my confidence mm-hmm. in that. And so, you know, the anecdote is you have, you know, a cup of something, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're walking through and someone pushes you or bumps into you. What comes out? And if you're full of Jesus, Jesus should come out. But if you're full of other stuff, yeah. and that comes out, if, you're, if it's mm-hmm. anger or a reaction, mm-hmm. that's really at the core of who you, you know, are. A, this is what, what's happening in these both of these guys, both parties. And you know there's an old uh, African saying that empty barrels make the loudest noise. Empty barrels make the loudest noise. Right. So when you it's think about... African proverb from yeah, the entire old, continent of Africa. Yes. yes. It's an, it, I've heard it in multiple countries in Africa. <laughs> yes. So I, 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 I consider it an African proverb. Yes. When you think about that, that whole idea that these empty barrels make the most noise yeah. because you have no substance, you have nothing in you. So this is why you're, you're making so much fuss. Yeah. This is why you're making so much thing versus these people are quietly building the walls of their city. Yes. They're not disturbing. They're not announcing. Mm-hmm. They're not broadcasting like, oh, you feeble Ammonites, oh, you feeble people in the South, mm-hmm. you know, yes. you Arabians. This, we're, we're greater than you. We're holier than thou. It's like, wait, I'm just... As the text ends, I just have a mind to work. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to finish what God has called us to build. Mm-hmm. And yet you're going to come along and make all the fuss mm-hmm. and raise all this ruckus and racket about what I'm doing because what is the purpose and aim of your life? Mm-hmm. And that, that goes to show you that insecurity 
that's present inside of these other nations around them. Mm -hmm. This insecurity manifests itself in, in five questions in verse 2. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify? Will they offer? Will they complete it? Will they revive the stones? I mean, these are, if you analyze those questions, different attacks on different levels. Mm -hmm. yep. Are they are they idiots? Do they know enough? Are they do they can they handle the sacrifice? Are they religious mm -hmm. enough? Uh, are they competent? And it's just even a racial. What are these feeble Jews doing? It's, it's almost yes. a, a racial comment that he's mm -hmm. using there. And then the, verse 3, just in my weird imagination, every bully has a sidekick. Mm. Tobias, that was a sidekick. Yeah? Uh, and Tobias, like, like yeah, you know, well, you got the main guy, and then the, and the sidekick's like, yeah. You know, always <laughs> has to say that one little and thing. If they do build something... It'll break. <laughs> like yeah, it'll break. Yeah, I just said that. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. Tobiah. Why are you repeating what I'm saying? And the Bible mentions that, like, with the limited space the Bible has, the Bible includes yeah. that in an inspired text. Mm. Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, "Whatever, whatever they build, even if a fox goes on top, what are foxes known for? For their, their stealth and their yes. lightness, yeah. it'll break." <laughs> and and here's the reaction in verse four. It doesn't say. But contextually, it's pretty clear who's saying this. Mm -hmm. And this is Nehemiah. And what does Nehemiah say? Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Yeah. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you. For they provoked you to anger before the builders. Mm -hmm. When we come back from after the break, we're going to look at this is Nehemiah's reaction to being bullied. And is this a biblical reaction? Is this appropriate? And how do we get around that Nehemiah is basically asking God to punish them and to remove them from the book of life? How does this work? We'll find out after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We are in Nehemiah chapter 4, and we just read Nehemiah's reaction to uh, the, the bullying going on, if I could say it as bullying. Mm -hmm. And does he ever talk back to Sanbella and Tobiah? No, absolutely not. not. And, and I, I remember I was bullied as a kid, and you... Understanding now being a Christian when at the time I was not a Christian, yet mm -hmm. I still had the same emotional reaction that Nehemiah is having. Mm -hmm. I just didn't call upon God. Mm -hmm. It's like you're going through these things with this person that is oppressing you, making your life more difficult unnecessarily, and you almost feel in a sense kind of trapped, like there's no, real, there's no real way out of this situation. Mm -hmm. You begin to wish harmful things on this person, right? You mm -hmm. start losing a certain sense of, of compassion for them, like, oh, man, if his car broke down, I would not help, right? If he <laughs> broke his leg, you'd be like, that's what you deserve. Mm. And there's a certain sense in your heart that the world is not right for a bully to get away with those things. You feel like something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, without God, there is no other party that can intervene. Even with social media movements now against anti-bullying campaigns like Planet Fitness and other companies that have that kind of push, they can only do so much, but it still goes on. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that here in, in Nehemiah, it raises our consciousness that there is a person who is going to be a transcendent interferer, someone who is going to step in mm -hmm. and to remove these. And it's okay to pray to God to provide that removal. Mm -hmm. And we understand this in the context of the gospel that 
if these people repent and they turn away from this type of behavior, we know that God will forgive. Mm-hmm. Just as Nehemiah quoted in his prayer in chapter 1. Yes. But yet and still here, it is a spiritual action that Nehemiah is engaging. This is not just a personal, angry, vindictive prayer. Yes. Like, Lord, destroy this person. I hate them. Because that doesn't reflect the character of God. Mm-hmm. But it does reflect God's hatred of sin and those who continue to indulge in it in you know, in yeah. his presence. Yeah, the Bible nowhere mentions that Nehemiah was angry. He, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't say this prayer spitefully. Hero, oh God! Uh, but he does. But very interestingly, the Bible does not say, and Nehemiah prayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, insinuating that Nehemiah was just so impatient to write the prayer down. He just, he went straight to the prayer and had no time to write. And I said, mm-hmm. he just said, Lord, hear our, our God. Yes. So there's this kind of urgency uh, to be raw with God and be direct, right, right directly with him. I think we also have to understand that in, that, in those cultures, um, when you attack another nation or another city or another people, mm-hmm. you are, you also, it's almost like a controversy between my deity and your deity. Mm, correct. So, here, the insult is not so much just towards the Jews, but towards the God of the Jews. Yes. Because he obviously hasn't taken care of them in the past hundred years, because look at their city. So they're mocking, and they're even, I mean, they're mocking God, they're implying it when they're saying, you know, are they going to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. To whom are they going to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And so Nehemiah here, his, his reaction is like, God, like they're mocking you. Mm-hmm. Um, hear us, do something about your name, about your character. Kind of reminds me of uh, the story of um, uh, Hezekiah. Where, where the Assyrians were mocking, you know, Sennacherib, like, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You have Don't no... call upon your God. Yeah. The other nations did that. I <laughs> beat them down too. That's right. Yes. So th- th- that was the cultural understanding as well. So I think um, Nehemiah here is calling upon God to, to make sure that his name is, is not uh, under reproach. And to your point, mm-hmm. the, the added other dimension to this is the promise of Abraham of being a Jew. I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you. Mm. So in essence, he's calling upon God to fulfill something he already promised them as a descendant of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in looking at this, this is not just a out, of the, out of the blue, like, oh, you know what, you guys are hindering my work, and that's just frustrating me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to you know, pray a curseful prayer upon you. Mm-hmm. This is actually recognizing the fact that if you become a tool of the devil, God had already promised us mm-hmm. from the time of Abraham that if you curse us, he will curse you, mm-hmm. and he will bless those that bless us. Mm-hmm. And we see that throughout the book of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, From the New Testament perspective, we are to pray for their death. Yes? Yes. But not their body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not their <laughs> physical death. Dead silence. But, but the death of their carnal nature yes. uh, of Romans 6. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're attacking God. They're, 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 they're manifesting doubt of the existence mm-hmm. of God and the benef- benevolence of God and, and of faith and whatnot. Yeah, pray for their conversion. Pray for mm-hmm. that their carnal nature mm-hmm. die. Pray that, they, that this goes away. And then pray that my anger for this person goes away too. Pray for a mutual death in that mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. so that we can be like, like-minded brothers. Yeah. Kelly, wanna, oh, go. I mean, well, I'm going go somewhere ahead. else, so you go ahead. Right, I don't want to do icy Jesus here, but um, oh, really, in a, in a, but I'm but saying I'm maybe, <laughs> maybe. It says here, you know, he's praying that they will, um, you know, uh, give them as a plunder to a land of captivity. He's basically praying for his enemies to experience what Israel experienced. Judgment the, of God. Yeah, but that was the judgment of God had a purpose mm-hmm. to lead them back to the truth. So I'm not, I don't know if this Nehemiah had that in mind or he was just like, please God, take them away. But um, we could say there could be an implication of here. God, deal with them. And, you know, hopefully they will come to their senses Mm -hmm. uh, in in that sense. So 
I think the dynamic is a possibility here, and mm -hmm. it might not mm -hmm. just be anger. Yes, no, thank you. Yeah. Kelly? So we said at the beginning that Nehemiah didn't respond to them, but I think he did mm. because of verse 6. It says, so we built the wall. Mm. <laughs> That's good, yeah. And so, you know, they're mocking them, and it's like, okay, I'm going to talk to God, and then we're just going to do what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is the only adequate response. Mm -hmm. I know some, like, there are some circumstances where I really struggle with this, like, should I wait till I'm calm and say something, or should I, I mean, obviously I shouldn't, like, explode if I'm, like, mad at someone, but, like, Amen. should I just, anyways. So. Don't explode on me, Kevin. It's coming after the episode. So, but sometimes we do need to speak calmly, but sometimes no conversation of any kind is going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Like, don't respond full stop. Mm -hmm. Just build the wall. Like, I just mean, do what you need to do. Well, let me just look at Callie. In verse 2, uh, just if you can maybe look at it from that perspective. Verse 2, he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria. So mm -hmm. Who is Sembala talking to? Mm -hmm. He's talking to his own internal people, right? right? There, there's some there's some smack talk going behind the scenes, right? But, like, but he that, can, like, that go spreads and talk to the well, yeah. Well, that spreads yeah. the rumor going around, and somehow Nehemiah gets word of this, and then this drives Nehemiah to to his to his to his knees. Jeez. And I and I appreciate that. Like I think when we have a, an issue with a brother who's mm -hmm. who's smacking, uh, who's talking smocking. bad, smack smack talking to me, mm -hmm. we should confront the person, you know. <laughs> but if it's going on, we don't have to deal and and manage gossip control and who yes. said to what. And you just have to go to this person yes. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just as you said, get Continue to the work and focus on what you have mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. and let the Lord take care of it. And I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that comment, mm -hmm. yeah. and, Sebastian. And to Callie's, you know, point even further is how many times do we see Jesus taking that same route? Mm -hmm. Even at the crucifixion, yes, Christ is not taking time That's to right. clarify every That's misconception. Right. Yeah. He just continues <laughs> to quick, die for our quick. sins. <laughs> real quick, <laughs> he talk to you. Right. It's, yeah. It's like, I'm just going to continue and have a mind to work and to finish glorifying my father and mm -hmm. dying for your sins, mm -hmm. even while you're cursing me at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that... that There's a certain humble dignity to that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's beneath you. Yeah. And, and, and the reality, as he prays in his prayer, as we're dealing with this episode of prayer being a response to um, external challenges, he ends his prayer in verse 5 by saying, for they have provoked you to anger mm -hmm. before the builders. Mm -hmm. So this is a provocation to God, and he recognizes, Lord, when things are dealt, dealt with on a spiritual level, that's where they need to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Lord, you take care of it. You bring justice and glorify your name in your time. We're going to give back to doing your work. And, and that's such a powerful uh, model and paradigm to operate with. You know what? I'm not even going to deal with what's happening here on a spiritual level. I'm just going to keep, keep doing what God has called me to yeah. do and have a mind to work. John. Yeah, well, I just had another thought here that, you know, thinking about the situation, here we have, you know, these pagan groups against the Jews, but if we take the principle of it and apply it to maybe nowadays in our churches, sometimes uh, we might be the Sanballats and, uh, and uh, the dudes yeah. uh, that, that mock others or criticize others for what they're doing just because we don't agree with what they're doing or we think their way is not the right way. Mm -hmm. We think we have a portion in Jerusalem. We have a portion in what God has called them to do, but we don't. Mm -hmm. um, and I, 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 I want to pray that God will help me to be able to let go and stop criticizing because mm -hmm. it comes very easily. You know, I think we talked yes. in one another yeah. episode about this. It's very easy to criticize, but to say, hey, um, this is what they, God has called them to do. And, you know, this is my, I don't have a portion in that directly. Well, that, was, that was the direction I wanted to ask in my next mm -hmm. question. Have, you, have any of you been attacked 
been bullied, and, and there's a difference here. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah was not bullied personally. Mm-hmm. No one made fun of Nehemiah, but they made fun of Nehemiah's commitment, his faith, his spiritual work. Has your ministry, not in terms of pastoral ministry, but even lay ministry or whatever ministry, have you guys ever been attacked for that, and how have you defended? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know if you want to say this, have you attacked <laughs> somebody else's ministry? And uh, just, just a personal question and bringing it real. Uh, well, maybe you guys I, are all while you guys can think about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was part of a, a ministry that uh, tried to do a project. And um, we, we encountered a lot of, of uh, opposition from within the church. Yes. And uh, it was, it, we were being ridiculed. We were being made fun of, uh, mocked. Uh, and then in the beginning, and then it went to active opposition. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was hard not to respond, and I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty of responding maybe in my heart negatively, mm-hmm. uh, but our reaction to it was, as a group, was prayer, um, trying to be kind, but continue to build the wall. Mm-hmm. Because we had a very clear purpose and understanding of our identity and what God had made clear for us to do at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't easy, but the Lord blessed um, in the process and uh, praise God, I um, say that I'm friends with some of those people that were opposing us. Amen. So the Lord does work things out. Amen, amen, amen. Kelly? I've um, kind of similar, of, but I did probably a different project. I have no idea what project. It was a different about. project. No idea what <laughs> But um, <laughs> I've done some projects where um, I've been attacked and it's kind of what I represent, but also attacked me personally, mm. of just not being up for the task or not being good enough or holy enough or whatever, which I'm not holy, but anyways. Mm. So just all those details. And I think, I definitely think I, I failed that test. Um, mm. I think I was pretty, I think I was fine with that person, but because I'm not like, I'm you know, good, but then I go with my friends and then I let all of the anger and unkindness out. Mm. And I think sometimes... It's a real person, you. <laughs> I know, so real and sinful. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, that's a really good way of tricking ourselves because sure. you're like, I didn't have a harsh sure, word. I didn't sure. stir up anger with them. I was so, like, so many soft answers to that person. But then I went and got all my pent-up anger to my friends. And they're like, oh, my goodness, places. Callie, you're right. They are the worst. Right. like, yes, I'm holy. They're not. So that is the same. <laughs> that's honestly, it's just a different way of sinning. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's still a sin. Yeah. And so what we, you know, we need to do is, you know, what Nehemiah did, even if he wasn't angry, but just being like, hero God, for we are despised, and this is an issue, and please take care of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we still can seek counsel, like, how should I deal with this? And Sebastian knows I call him all the time and ask him questions. But at the same time, like, it's not an outlet just to put your anger somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I think we still need to ask God to get that, that out of our heart and out of our reactions. And by God's infinite grace, I think I'm getting to a place where now when I'm angry, it's just like, that's not good. Like, this is very selfish anger, and I want Jesus to change me. Yeah. It is a human reaction to want to express what you're going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even in the Christian circles to repress and be like, no, this is... And, yeah. and we're but told by psychological, psychological studies that that's, that gets even worse. It yeah. gets even pent up. But we are to, to what? To, to God. To confess yeah. mm-hmm. to the Lord. Uh, not just as another human vent, a ventilation check, yeah. but... How do I process on, on God's level? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a challenge for me. Uh, and Sebastian is very quiet. A very big challenge for him as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for the both of you sharing. Hopefully it's been a challenge for you. And we need to be raw with God. That's the core tool uh, for leadership uh, in, in, in the biblical uh, framework here. And that's our prayer for ourselves and for you. Thanks for joining us here on Inverse. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse. 
a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.